What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. On my high school team, we had five guys make the NBA. We had the county rocking. It's the mecca of basketball. There are those who come before us upon whose shoulders we stand. It's nothing that you can do to stop a competitive edge. It's just in the water. Welcome back to a special quarantine edition. We got a real special guest. What's up with you, Brody? With the virtual handshake. I'm going to tell y'all something that I never told nobody. I want all the smoke. Welcome back to a special quarantine edition of All the Smoke. I'm out here in L.A., big smoking. Jack, what you want, my guy? Break dancing. Getting That's ready it? for my tick. Working on my TikTok moves. Shit, our next guest knows all about that TikTok game, man. Him and, his little, him and his little brother be on there all the time. But, man, this is fun, man. I'm excited, man. This is, to me, the best young players in the game. Excited to watch him. I love his enthusiasm. He plays with motherfuckers. He makes fools out of people. and People be getting mad. The nutmegger. I probably would have got mad, too. Not even going to lie. But anyway, yeah. man, one of the best young talents in the game. Trey Young. Welcome. Trey Young. Yes, sir. What's up, y'all? Well, what's welcome up, to what's the up? show, little bro. I appreciate y'all having me. It's been been too long. Man, I, I yes, appreciate sir. you taking some time with us. So how how's everything? So we just, I asked you all, so you're back at home with uh, in Oklahoma right now with the fam? Yeah, yeah, so I'm back home. Uh, came back here uh, as soon as they let us. To be honest, the only reason why is because obviously I'm, we're at home, but this my house here is the only one that has a, a basketball goal out front, so I wanted to okay, be back so here. Okay, so you work a little bit. Yeah, get some, get some stuff in. Well, speaking of the basketball goal, you played in the uh, NBA's horse competition. Yeah, yeah, it didn't, it didn't work out well for me. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand how they did the seating and how they matched me up with a, with a, I mean, a Hall of Famer with Chauncey. Uh, he could still play, still shoot. He's still being pickup runs. And Big so, shot. Uh, for yeah, life. So he, that jumper don't go it. nowhere for big shot. I didn't Never. like it, man. I didn't like it. I think horse has to be played in person. You know what I mean? I think that's it how did. you get that. You know what I mean? You, you, you really, and I kind of felt like, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, I'm a real with Trey. I kind of feel like you took it easy on big shot. 
I ain't gonna lie. I think I, I didn't take it as serious as I probably should have. <laughs> I know you. Uh, I, I mean, I got I got a lot of love for Chauncey. He's helped me helped me a lot throughout the years. But uh, me maybe too. that's a little, little bit. Maybe that's a lot of little uh, reason why he won. Talk to us a little bit about you are very involved. Uh, I, I, what I love about you is you're very engaging. You know what I mean? And I think we've seen more NBA players in particular be more engaging, obviously, over this quarantine. But obviously, you got a little brother, and you guys are TikToking all over the place, and, and you're very heavy into the social media game. Talk to us a little bit about that and how you enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, no. So, I mean, uh, me and my brother have definitely been um, making a lot of TikToks. Like I told you off air, I, I don't I don't be dancing like that. So this is the time that I'm uh, just trying to experience new things, um, be around my family, be around I mean my close people uh, as much as I can, learn new things, learn how to cook, different uh -oh, things like how's that. How's that going? How's, how's uh, cooking going? I mean, I've tried like one or two things and they haven't went well. So uh, <laughs> I still got some more time to practice, though. I got some more time. <laughs> thank God, hey, thank God you rich. You gonna have people cooking that shit for you. He got, yeah. he got mom and dad. He good. He got mom and dad. He good. Yep, yep. Why do you feel it's important to engage with the fans? I think it's very important. Um, I think it's. I mean, obviously, we're trying to continue to grow the game, and for me, I feel like. Um, I mean, the more I continue to get better and produce and make plays, I mean, my. I mean, the more people following me, the more people that are looking up to me. Uh, I think it's for me to use my platform in the right way to, to stay involved with the fans and make sure they're still loving the game of basketball the way I do. Um, so I think it's just like a, a responsibility for me, to be honest with you, uh, just to make, make sure everybody's still engaged. Even hey, even even when basketball's back, uh, players and fans are gonna have to be you know kind of separated. What's your thoughts on that? That's gonna be that's gonna be different. I mean, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be obviously something that a lot of the players have never experienced before. Um, a lot of the fans have never experienced before, so it's gonna be different. Um, but I know, I mean, we have, I mean, one of if not the best commissioners in in the world. Um, and he's going to make, make sure that we're all doing it the right way, make sure everybody's safe. Obviously, we all want to have fans in the buildings, but if it's not the safest thing to, to do, um, I think it's the right thing. And uh, I know, I mean, Adam Silver's going to do the best, best thing for us. Have you heard anything, being a player, about possible return? We're hearing a possible 25-day training camp. We're hearing some stuff happening in Vegas. Um, as a player, uh, how closely do you follow that, and, and do you have any kind of update on what's going on? Yeah, yeah, I'm following it closely. Um, obviously, I'm I'm, I'm kind of just in the same boat as everybody else. I'm trying to wait, wait and see, just like everybody else is. Um, I mean, obviously, I want to return back as soon as possible. I know uh, I hear all the rumors and different things and that that involve us coming back early, uh, but with the 25 day thing. But uh, no, nah, I'm still I'm still just in the I don't know stage, like a lot of people, uh, like a lot of people are right now. Yeah, do you do, do you feel the NBA handled it the right way? I think so. I think so. Um, this is a crazy time. Uh, I don't necessarily know how to put it into words. Like I, uh, I think we've never none right of way. none of us have ever been through something like this. So it's it's hard to nah. put it in words. We've never been through nothing like this. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. So I mean, like you said, it's it's a it's a different time. So I think I think uh, the NBA handled it. I mean, 
as best they they could, or best they thought they could. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to the way where everything right. happened. This is the first time this has happened. So for and I for, think, for it to happen, I think we handled it the right way. And I think, yeah. too, I mean, I think we discussed it with other guys. I think sh- people started taking it serious after the NBA did cancel the season because knowing how much money that was going to cost them and the sacrifices this league would make to cancel it, I think, like, I know personally, like, when they said, shit, the NBA season is canceled, that's when I was just like, okay, well, this is, is really real. And you saw mm-hmm. kind of a domino effect of kind of almost the world shutting down post the NBA, like I'm not saying it all happened because the NBA, but it, yeah. it possibly, it, it definitely started knocking the dominoes down once they announced the season was going to be postponed. Yeah, no, it's uh, the NBA is a, I mean, the big one of the biggest platforms, and uh, once once we ended our season, it felt like it was just a trickle down effect to everything else, like you said, and um, yeah, I think we handled it the right way, and I think we all want sports back, but we need we need to make sure it comes back the right way. Absolutely, everybody's, everybody's safe. Yeah. Let's uh, jump to your college career. You were a one and done at Oklahoma. Uh, moved a lot of heads, turned a lot of eyes. You know, dubbed as the possible next Steph Curry. But you're looking at yourself as the, the, obviously Trey Young. Talk to us about your one and done experience because even today, which we'll get to, that landscape of college basketball is starting to change. But how fun or what was your college experience like for you? I had a great college experience. It was fun. I got to stay home. It came down to the two blue bloods, Kentucky, Kansas, and Oklahoma. I decided to stay home, play in front of my friends, my family, to be able to have them come to all my games. It was great. It was fun. Kind of hectic. It was a hectic year. It was Baker Mayfield's last year in college. So he was obviously the man on campus that first half. And then that second half, I mean, it was basketball season, and it was kind of... It was Trey. It was Trey's time. It was two different worlds. It was fun. It was a great, great experience, and uh, I was blessed to be able to stay home and play, play in Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, see, we have two different kind of outlooks on this because I was talking to some people earlier today because, obviously, Draylen Green announced that he's going to forego college and go right to the G League. So they said he's going to get make up towards a 500K plus... Uh, get a scholarship for 125000 to go to college that he wants to, to go uh, further his education. And then also outside NBA, what I think is NBA training outside of the G League. So it's almost like college, you know, Jack and I were talking this before, they should have been on this shit earlier. They should have been playing players for what they're mm-hmm. worth because now with this yeah. move that, uh, that this young boy made, this could possibly forever change the landscape of how kids look at college kids are gonna like they finally found a way to jump you're trying to tell me i can get paid a half a million dollars possibly get a shoe deal they're gonna pay for my school at a later time and they're gonna pay for my training like what kid is not gonna take that and i think that's the ncaa's fault because they've been bullshitting and dragging their feet for so long no no i I mean to be honest matt i I agree with i mean everything you said i think this is it's all about to change and it sucks it sucks for me because i know uh, how much college basketball did for me, um, and how much of that that uh, that stage and playing on ESPN every day, putting on a show every game, how much that did for me and my draft status and going top five. Uh, and I know how much it helped me, but I also see why a kid like, I mean, Jalen uh, and many more kids, I mean, LaMelo Ball, like how many more kids are about to start doing this, going straight to the, uh, I mean, G League or taking the overseas route rather than going to NCAA and, and sitting out a year. Uh, yeah. I mean, basically missing out on money, um, mm-hmm. especially with that likeness. And they're going to be bringing that school so much money um, and not getting anything back from it. 
uh, I mean, I, I see how this is going to change. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Yeah. See, that's interesting because we were, like I said, I was talking about this earlier. In my, I have a UCLA group chat with guys that I went to college with. Shit, nearly, you know, 15, 20 years ago, and we were talking about how fun college was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was kind of like our chance to kind of be adults, but not necessarily have adult responsibilities. And outside of having kids, it was, you know, some of the funnest times of my life. So kids won't get to experience that from a standpoint. But today, the game is more about the business. It's the business of basketball. Back then, it was just pure college. Although guys were getting paid, we were still doing our thing, but it was the pureness of it. You know, now it's mm-hmm. about question. If you had this opportunity now, if you were coming, uh, you know, the top high school player 
would you have still gone to Oklahoma for a year or would you have taken possibly another money route? Uh, it's, it was a different situation for me. Uh, I was in that kind of middle, middle tier pack. I was, I mean, I was a McDonald's All-American, but I was, I mean, they had me fourth, fifth at my position. Uh, had me going into school three, maybe four years. Um, and for me, it was, it's just the people that it, it's hard to, to really base what I would have done. Um, I think I needed college just to really show people. I needed to show people that with that platform that I, uh, the college basketball brings, I think for me, that's, that's what helped me become a top five pick. And mm. so for me in, in my, my situation was totally different. So, uh, but I can see why a guy like Michael Porter would have would have sat out, I mean, a year and went straight to the G League and got uh, more help on his back or whatever, just just to sit out. I don't I don't know. It's just for me, it was just a different situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely think. I mean, like I said, you took the world by storm and raised to a lottery pick. You know what I mean? So I, I completely mm-hmm. get you know your decision and your choice, and obviously you made the right one. Let's move to go, go ahead, Jack. Let's move a little bit forward, though, closer to the draft. Draft night. What was that moment like? Yeah, draft night was crazy. Uh, it was, it was exciting. Obviously, it was a dream come true. I always, always envisioned myself and dreamed of walking across that stage and getting that, that jersey uh, from the commissioner. Uh, it was a, a great night. I was blessed enough to have my family all there. Uh, I had a lot of family in the stands too, so it was a, a great night and uh, it was fun. You would swap for Luka, uh, Luka, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And ar- arguably the best two um, draft picks in that draft. Um, what was your thoughts? I mean, even looking at it now, you know, and see how both of y'all have developed in the league and both became stars. Like, go back to that night, then come back to present day. And was your thoughts the same, or do you look at that different situation different now? Yeah, so, I mean, on draft night, you don't really, really focus on, I mean, the trade as, as much. I mean, just because you're so excited. I was the fifth pick. I was excited. Uh, I knew I got traded before I got drafted. So when the fourth pick happened, they, my agent tapped me on the shoulder and told me I was about to get selected to go um, to Atlanta. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I got. got Did you have any switched. idea about that? Did you have any idea where you were going? No, no, I, I had no idea I was going to Atlanta. Uh, to okay. be honest with you, at the whole day, um, I guess my agent knew, my dad knew, but they didn't want to tell me. They wanted me just to experience the whole draft That's night dope. and keep it between mm-hmm. them. So. Uh, they they kind of knew I was going to Atlanta all day, um, but whenever it happened, it happened, and then weeks go by. I'm starting to hear about this trade even more and more, and then obviously our rookie years happen, and that's all I hear about. And that's all we we talk about. So it's uh it's gotten asked about it a lot. Have do you guys have a close friendship? You and Luca? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we talk every now and then. Uh, we talk. Mm-hmm. Talk frequently, for sure. How do you describe his game? Very smooth, very smooth. Um, he's, he can score from all three levels, can pass it. Um, just just super smart. Um, mm-hmm. He's just a super smart player. And it's, uh, I think, him playing overseas, playing against grown men, I mean, his whole life, I think that, I mean, that really prepared him to come over and, and make an immediate impact in the NBA. I mean... At such a young age, too, so it's uh, it's good to see. Um, he's he's a super smart player. You started getting compared to Steph Curry, you know, once you kind of made the the scene, and that's a tough person to be compared to. But to me, you've 
handled it well. You've done your thing. You've obviously, obviously created an online for yourself. Like I said earlier, like people compared you to Steph, but you know your tray. You're, you, 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 you don't need to be compared to no one else. You do your own thing. You recently went on uh, Shaq's podcast. You feel like in the next year, you can take over that number one slot from Steph. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, everybody's talking to me about that. Hey, uh, so Shaq, You're supposed to know, say that. Y'all know Shaq. Well, I mean, y'all know Shaq. I, I, I answered it. I, I mean, I gave a lot of respect to, to Steph, which I, I, I have a lot of respect for Steph. He's done, I mean, so much. I mean, MVPs. I think for if it wasn't for Steph, there wouldn't be maybe, I mean, a Trey Young. I mean, Steph mm-hmm. is the first to do, mm-hmm. I mean, do what he's doing. And right. So the baby I'm face not, killer. I got a lot of love for Steph and uh, everything he's done. But for me, I, I mean, I'm very confident. Shaq was trying to get that out of me. Uh, <laughs> he knows how confident I am myself and my work and what I put in. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, what it, that's what it is. I love that. Who are some other players that you studied growing up? You know, obviously Steph is, is someone that who, who, who a lot of kids look up to. But are, are there any other guys you looked up to or, or tried to pattern your game after as you were working and, and, and developing your own skills? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously Steph is one, but Steve Nash was the main guy. Uh, Steve Nash is one of my favorite players. Uh, he's someone who I watched a lot of film off of. Uh, Chris Paul. Um, I mean, a lot of guys. Chauncey Billups. Uh, that's why it was, it was fun playing against him in the horse because he was one of my, my role models, my, my idols growing up too. So it was, uh, those, those, those few guys are my, my main guys that I, I watched growing up. That's what's up. Dope. That's dope. So look, your second year, you average 29 and 9. God uh, damn. <laughs> 29 and 9 is second year, right? That's crazy. Yeah. What's your most, what's your most memorable moment of your second year? Most memorable moment has to be uh, All-Star, All-Star weekend, being uh, in the All-Star game, starting. I saw it, I saw it on your face, bro. We was down. I saw it all on your face. Yeah, I was, I was excited. I had, <laughs> I had the jitters, man. I ain't going to lie. I don't, I don't get nervous. Like, I always get anxious for games. Like, I'm, I'm just ready to play. Like, I'm just ready for it to go. But uh, I ain't going to lie. All-Star night was the first night in a long time that I was like, all right, man, like, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> nervous, real. man. Like this is this is I'm starting to like. I think it's a difference in being just a just an all star and a starter too. It's like a it's a different feeling. So for me, I was yeah. just ready to go out there and put on a show and have fun. And for me, be my second year. It's, it's a it's a blessing to people that I've been around for sure. No, congrats, sure. man. Like you said, to to, to get voted in to be a starter is, is a whole nother level, especially in your second year with. However, you know, there's so many talented guards now. I mean, yeah. there's so many talented guards. So for you to be on the scene as your second year as a starter, man, that's definitely hats off to all the hard work you put in, man, and what you've been able to accomplish. Oh, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. So you, uh, you got caught slipping with a little bit of shit talking uh, with Jimmy Butler saying that the game was over a little bit too early, uh, and they yeah. came back and snagged you guys in that game. Talk to us a little bit about that, because I personally love, I've talked about it before, I love your confidence. To me, it's not cockiness, it's confidence because you know how mm-hmm. hard you've worked and the work you've put in. But talk right. to me that, about that particular exchange because Jimmy is a dog too. Yeah, yeah, and I love it. I love it. I, that's what I love about Jimmy. He's a dog. And, uh, yeah, I remember that game like it was yesterday. Uh, we scored. Uh, I made a pass. My big man, he dunked it. They called a timeout. It was like we were by six with like 50 seconds left. And the game should have been over. Uh, I, called, I said it was over. <laughs> 
and then they come down, hit two threes, and y'all know what happened. And he tweeted, he tweeted after the game, and I get on the bus, and everybody's talking to me about what he said and all this, and uh, what he said in the media. And for me, I was thinking about what I should, should respond. Like after I saw his tweet and I saw his Instagram post, um, I was wondering what I should respond. And uh, I always ask my team, like like my, my team young, like just what I should say, like before I actually post it. And they were like, just just wait till you play him again. Just let that do the talking. And so mm. I didn't I didn't say anything after that game. And February twentieth um, came along and somebody yeah. got the payback. Talk yeah. to us. That's your first that's your first fifty ball. Yeah. And it's big. First. Like you said, you you let your work do the talk for you. How did that feel? It felt great. It felt great. That was the first game after All Star. Uh, first game after All Star. Coming back, I had this date circled and I was ready to play this game, and I uh, just wanted to wanted to come out and uh, I mean win. Um, I wanted to come out and put on a show and try to win, and that, that was what I did. And uh, it was a great night, and uh, I had that's when I was able to say something back. So it was fun. I love I love it. <laughs> I loved it being uh, competition. Right. But what I loved most about it was reporter asked you because you ended up giving Quavo shout out Quavo. Uh, you ended up giving Quavo your jersey after the game, and someone asked, like, why didn't you keep that? What was your reply? Oh, I'm, I'm going to get another 50-point again. Motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> said, like, them shits was coming. Yeah, That's not I, the only one. No, it was, it was Quavo 9 Atlanta. Uh, the, it was the, the arena. It was all decked out in Quavo stuff. And so uh, that's my boy. I just wanted to give it to him on his night, uh, put a 50-point 50, 50 up. So just Straight wanted up. to give him that. Definitely. Shout hey, out Quavo, it, hey, man. Is it is it true that uh, that uh, you keep negative tweets and uh, and comments like that in your phone from you use it for motivation? No, I, I used to when I was in high school and college, and especially in college. Like I, I mean, that's me being a 18, 19 year old and taking everything that everybody says and just screenshotting and keeping it to myself and using it as motivation. So I used to do that a lot. Uh, I don't do it anymore, obviously uh, in the NBA, but. I, I used to do that all the time when I was in, in college or coming into the keep, league. Keep that chip on your shoulder. You're obviously the nutmeg king. You, you've <laughs> caught people slipping with that. You hit one of my young homies, one of my little uh, little brothers, uh, Trevor Ariza, with it, and he gave you a little forearm shiver. And then G-A. I know after the, after the game you guys talk. But talk to me about that moment because I, understand, I liked both sides. I liked the fact that you're like, fuck it, I don't care. You won a championship. You're a veteran defender here. I'm still going to play with you. But then I like Trev when Trev did shoot. Like, now fuck this little nigga. You're not just going to throw this shit between yeah. my legs and have everyone laughing <laughs> on me out of ESPN. <laughs> so, I lo- like I said, I loved both sides of it. Talk to us about that situation and then how, uh, what you and Trev talked about after. But, but, but this only side yeah. we missed, Matt. The only side we missed was the role me and you would have played. Was after Trev did that to you? Where was the teammate to come and take Trev out for you? Oh, yeah. Like, where no was question. that guy? That's that's the no guy question. we missed. Yeah. It's a different game now, Jack. Jack, it's a different game. Yeah, Don't get all worked this game. Different, different game, game now. Different game. Different game. <laughs> 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 nah, it was uh, that that moment was was fun. I mean, people people look at me and I mean they may they may think it's I mean it's all fun and games and and soft, but I'm. I mean, when I'm on the court, I'm I'm a dog. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm physical. I'm tough. So like, whenever he did that, I mean, I would do the same thing. Like I ain't right. gonna lie. Like <laughs> I, I tell people all the time, if someone threw it between my legs in the middle of a game, we're in transition. Like I ain't about to let that happen. I may do the same yeah. thing Trevor did. Straight up. So like, 
people people want to look at that and say say whatever, but I mean, I, I love it. Like that's what I was telling the crowd. I told the crowd to get into it. Like I love it. Like yeah. And then that next play, I felt like uh, to be honest, I felt like we were at the park because that next possession. I got the ball, got a screen, got a switch back on Trevor and just went at it. And I think I hit a floater and I got a tech. Yeah. So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's, it felt like a part. Like, I was just, that's just, that's just what I love. Out there do, hooping. So. I mean, it was a fun moment. That's dope. You've been one player that I, I really think is amazing is you've got photos since you were little coming up with all the people you're playing against now. Yeah. Talk to me, one, about that, but then also, you know, having that opportunity with Kobe. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, um, I've been blessed. I mean, my dad, my dad played basketball for a long time, played against a lot of best players. He played in college at Texas Tech and then, uh, I mean, a little bit overseas. And so he knows a lot of people. Um, so growing up, obviously, I'm 20, 30 minutes down from OKC. So I was going to Thunder games. And even when Chris Paul was here with the uh, mm-hmm. Oklahoma City Hornets, uh, I was going to games. That's where I get a lot of my pictures with Chauncey. That's where I met Chauncey. Um, met Chris Paul, uh, and then my, my dad and, and David Vanderpool are, are really close. Um, so that's how I was able to meet, meet Dame. And when David was in OKC, uh, that's how I was, got to, to meet and interact with KD and Russ and all these guys that ever came through. So, I mean, just the connections my dad had with people in, in the league uh, really helped me, I mean, be able to meet these, these players that I grew up, I mean, idolizing. Mm-hmm. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Now, uh, you tweeted one time that Kobe is your MJ. Um, obviously, yeah. you were Gigi's favorite player. She came and watched you. You put on a show for her. 
Um, dropped 45 one game when she was there. Talk to us just a little bit. Obviously, we all lost a brother, but tell me what that connection, what that brief connection you had with them and, and what that connection was like and how much that meant to you. Yeah, so it's uh, obviously it's a sad situation. Um, Kobe, uh, I, I recently got to meet Kobe um, and talk to him even more this past year. Uh, he, uh, his daughter obviously loved, loved watching me, loves watching me play. And so Kobe got, uh, got connected with my trainer, Alex Bazell. And so that's how uh, Gigi was working with my trainer and she found out. So that's how I got connected with Kobe is through my trainer, Alex. And so me and Kobe got to talk pretty, pretty frequently. Um, and he just gave me a lot of advice. Uh, so the two out of the three games he went to this season were once when I played in LA and then other in Brooklyn. Uh, so it was, uh, it's crazy, uh, crazy time. Uh, it was even more heartbreaking for me knowing that I was Gigi's favorite player, uh, to watch. Um, so it's, uh, sad, sad for me, sad story. And, um, I was just blessed. I was able to meet him and, and have that type of relationship and relationship with him. So you did something to, I mean, honor him. You know what I mean? When he passed and in the game, you wore eight for a sec and, and you dropped 45 and 14. Talk to yeah. us about that, because if I'm not mistaken, you hit a deep you hit a deep shot, too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. I hit one uh, almost three quarter other, court. Yeah, three, three, three quarter court. Um, and it was just it felt like everything went in that game. Uh, and it's crazy. I think uh, if I remember right, uh, I was the first person to have 45 and I think 14. Since uh, him. And, sh- and shoot and shoot a certain percentage against the Wizards since since Kobe. So like that Amazing. day, it just felt like, I mean, he was with me that day. It was just a crazy, crazy time. Mm-hmm. We gonna we gonna pivot from Kobe and go to Vince Carter, bro. Uh, Vince Carter yeah. final season. Any advice he's giving you? Vince has given me a lot of advice uh, over the past two seasons. Uh, this one, I mean, mainly uh, he was just talking about just how to handle. I mean, stardom. I mean, he's he's been in that that limelight, um, been a franchise player. So for for me to be ha- to have a guy like Vince, who's been in my position, um, I mean, it's been very helpful. It's going to help me moving on. Um, hopefully, we we haven't seen his last game, but if we have, uh, I mean, he's had a, a hell of a year, a hell of a career, and. Um, it was fun playing with him. He's a he's been a legend, and he helped me a lot, especially in this this role that I'm in. Well, it's crazy to think you he was in the league before you were born. Or no, right? How old are you? Yeah, I'm I'm 21. Yeah, so he was been in the league before you were born, and yeah. and to think that, that his longevity to be able to get a chance to obviously you know you get a chance to play with him, but him to get a chance to play with you when he's a full you know he's twice your age you know I just think yeah to me looking I got a chance to play with Vince and to me one of the most talented individuals I've ever seen shoots regular jump shots from half court right left hand yeah. we all know what he could do in the dunking game but for his longevity to be able to last as long as he did and you get a chance to play with them I think I mean you it seems like you have great respect you got D Wade's jersey on his retirement run how do you mm-hmm. look back as you know with some of the guys you grew up with and, and, and as they retire and then looking forward to your own future yeah, it's it's a, uh, I mean it's a blessing. I mean, Matt, I, I look at it as a blessing. It's uh, I, I try to, I play this game for respect. I play this game to get the respect 
I mean, from others. Um, I play super hard. I try to put on a put on a show every time I go out go out on the court. And so for me to, I mean, get D Wade's jersey, uh, his last time in Atlanta, for me to be able to to give uh, Vince Carter his last bucket in the NBA, uh, mm-hmm. possibly. I mean, it's it's a blessing. Like I, I, that's how I look at it, and I don't take those moments for granted. And I, uh, I'm always gonna remember these moments uh, that I have with these these people that I looked up uh, looked up to, and I'm just gonna cherish these moments. Dope, dope. What's your top five point guards of all time? Top five point guards of all time. Uh, you gonna put me on the spot? Uh, mm-hmm. Got I'm to. A, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a go. Steve no, it's not one through five, just your top five. It's not oh, one through five, just your top okay, five. Okay, 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 good, good, good. All right, I got Steve Nash in there. I got Steph. I have AI. I got Magic. Mm-hmm. And I got, oh, Chris Paul. Ooh, nice. Guys, yeah, good way to call. end it. That's a good call. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot again. Your all-time starting five. All-time starting five. All right, Steve Nash at the one. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe at the two. Um, man, LeBron at the three. He at three. Um, I'm going to put, whoa, the four is tough. I want to go KD number four. At the four, uh, either KD or KG. Um, I'm going to go with KD, though. And then I'm going to put uh, Shaq at the five. Of Ooh. course. Got to finish with Diesel. <laughs> yeah. Got to finish with Diesel. Hey, but he left. He 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 went with the new shooter. He went with Kobe over MJ as shooting guard. I'm not mad. Yeah, I'm yeah. not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Go no, you ahead. got it. You got it. So um, you real cool with Quavo, right? And mm-hmm. uh, you, you you dropped a fifty piece tonight. They had his uh, his little thing at the arena. He also gave you an ice tray chain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Besides Quavo, because I know that's your boy. Artists yeah. and songs that you have on repeat right now. What artists or songs you have on repeat right now? Oh. Uh. See, I'm a big J Cole fan. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Big J. Cole J. Cole. fan. I'm a big Meek fan. I'm a big Drake fan. But uh, I love love Lil Baby's new album. Everybody does. Everybody going crazy the, emo- for that. Emotionally Scarred is getting played. Um, yeah. But those, those are, I just like listening to certain artists. I ain't going to lie. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm big into R&B, slow jams, and yeah. I like I yeah. like rappers. I like rappers who like tell stories, and so yeah, yeah, um, I'm with you. That so RB that, is that that, that 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 uh, biracial in you. I'm the same way. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> that's that John B. And that's that John B. In him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Who's uh, one rapper or rappers you would like to hear your your uh, uh, name drop you? One rapper. Uh, if I had to have someone name drop me. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Um, Jay Z. Oh, Jay Z. Hove. Hove. He went back Hove. to Hove. Hey, we just had we just had uh, John Morant on here. He called Jay Z old school. 
Oh, what? <laughs> I love the. No, I mean, but understand, like y'all boys are young for real. So them dudes are really like. I mean, if you look, if you really think about it, it yeah. is. But it caught me and Jack off guard. Was like, well, damn, we grew up with Jay, but like that yeah. shit is real. The shit is real old school right was, now. So it's crazy. It's it's crazy because I was talking to my dad. I was talking to my dad the other day, and it, we were we were doing comparisons, and I'm like, your school, like, I mean, it, my dad's like my dad's age, just like. How is your great, dad? The, if you don't mind us asking, so we do we 40, know he's how? Like 40, 43. He's like forty three. Oh, he's, right. he's, 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 he's same age as Jack. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he's like, uh, so he's, uh, um, like his his best player was Michael Jordan on the court, Jay Z in the the music industry, and so for mm -hmm. me, it's 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 like LeBron Kobe. on the court, LeBron LeBron on the court, and then you got, I mean. Uh, Drake, Drake, you name it. J. Cole, Drake. Drake, name it, right. So I'm saying, like, it's it's just two different generations. I feel like this mm -hmm. this generation, I mean, you see the best players of all time. You talk about Jordan and Braun. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, it's, it's like different generation. Hell you know? yeah. Top three handles of all time, and you could throw yourself in that mix if you like. Who's top three handles of all time? Top three handles, um, got to go with Kyrie's in there. Mm -hmm. um, AI's in there, and then the OG Rod Strickland's in there. Ooh, Rod Strickland, Rod of course. I'm, I'm glad you know Ooh, about the OG wow. Rod Strickland, man. Rod Strickland. I, know, I know my history. <laughs> yeah, yes, I love you. Yes, in that. Hey, hey, did you know? Did you know that's Kyrie's Godfather? Yeah, I knew that. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah. That's nice. Right, quick hitters ahead. out, Matt. Yeah, quick hitters, man. We going first thing to come to mind. Answer. Go ahead, Jack. Who should be a guest on All the Smoke? Who do you think? And like we always say, whoever you say, if you had a plug on who you uh, who you think should be on the show, you got to follow us. through with that plug. Yeah, you got to follow through with it. Okay. Uh, who I think should be on the, All the Smoke? I think mm. uh, Joel Embiid. Oh, he Ooh, that's going to be nice. That's going to be that's nice. A good He's one. a character. Yeah. So if you, hey, if you got that plug, plug us. Plug it. Right, he loves to get big fella. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, most underrated player right now? Most underrated player, um, Drew Holiday. Okay, everybody say Drew Holiday. Everybody We've got Drew Holiday oh. the most. We've had some people say CJ McCollum. We've had some people say Bradley Beal, but Drew Holiday mm. is the constant. The yeah. constant, yeah. yeah. You at home right now in quarantine. What you binge watching? Uh, a couple shows. Uh, Ozark is one. Of course. Mm -hmm. We all, all American, doing that. All American. All Amer yeah. Yep. So those are, those are the two I've, I've watched. I'm a big stand-up comedian person, thing. though. Me you too. Said you're a big, Me too. You're a big what? Stand-up stand -up comedian. comedian. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so I like watching too. Kevin Hart, Mike Epps, all them, Chris Tucker. Me too. Yeah, uh, Dave Chappelle's stand-up was good, and then... Uh, out of the blue, I, I, I got to say, like, uh, someone put me on Dion Cole's stand-up. Have you seen Dion oh Cole's stand-up? Yep. That nigga hilarious. is hilarious. <laughs> oh, Yo, man. Yo, hilarious, Y'all need to watch D-Ray. Y'all need to watch D-Ray Davis's. D-Ray, yeah. D-Ray's stand-up was cold, too. <laughs> D-Ray's stand-up was funny as a motherfucker. But Dion yeah. Cole, check out Dion Cole's if you haven't yeah, seen his stand-up. That good. shit was so good. funny, bro. It's real good. Um, quarantine, favorite quarantine snack? Favorite quarantine snack? Powdered donuts. Ooh. Jack be eating <laughs> nice. powdered donuts, but he don't eat them. Jack be yeah. lips will be looking like you're eating powdered donuts, but he don't even eat the powdered donuts. Yeah, no, it's some damn backwoods. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> NBA player that has the most swag. 
Ooh. Um, uh, D'Lo. D'Angelo oh, Russell. Ah, D'Lo Russell. 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 Yeah. yeah. If you can go back, maybe before you're born, maybe just before you got to the league, and sit courtside to watch any two superstars go at it, what would that matchup be? To watch any two superstars. Um, Good question. I would watch that all-star game when Jordan and Kobe played against each other. Ooh, was that mm. Kobe's first or second all-star game? That was his that Kobe was his first showed one. out. Yeah. That was his first one. They went out. first. That would have been dope. Nice. What's your favorite retro jersey? What's your favorite retro jersey? Uh, the, uh... The, the Raptors with the, with the dinosaur uh, on it. The Damon Stoudemire times. <laughs> yep, Carter yep. times. Yeah. Damon Stoudemire. One player that you didn't get a chance to play against that's retired that you wish you got a chance to go head up with or against. Oh. Um, uh, AI. Oh, yep. that would have yep. been a battle. Yeah, that would have been a bad boys would have been hey, yanking I, each other all over the court. Ice tray against the answer. That'd have been, fun. That'd have been <laughs> tough. That'd have been fun. Hey man, that's a wrap, man. Trey, we appreciate your time, man. Thank you for jumping on with us. Hopefully, when all this shit calms down, we can have you come in the studio and really fuck with us, man. Uh, of course, anytime, anytime. Appreciate no y'all having me. Stay safe man, out there, man. Enjoy, on there, bro. That, enjoy that family time. That's a wrap, man. Uh, all the smoke. Quarantine edition with our brother Trey Young. Jack, great yes, job. Trey, we appreciate you, bro. You can catch this on Showtime Basketball YouTube and all platforms streaming podcasts. All of them. Ice Trey the game. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. something about how this place forms a different kind of person. On my high school team, we had five guys make the NBA. We had the county rocking. 
You mentioned Prince George's County. People know what it's about. It's the mecca of basketball. There are those who come before us upon whose shoulders we stand. Being from this area, you have to have tough skin. The gym became his sanctuary. PG County guy. Provide buckets for America. Prince George packs a lot of power, a lot of character. It's nothing that you can do to stop a competitive edge. We're pushing the community and the culture forward. It's just in the water. This life was all I ever wanted. I'm not leaving. Not yet. I was hoping you'd say that. We gotta hit the streets, make some money. People like us must destroy people like him. Get Showtime free at Showtime.com.